Hello and welcome to Sometimes Heroes, Season 2, Episode 16.5. I am announcing, so that must mean it's an out-of-character episode. Woo! As always, I am Mark. I am not Geesh today, but let's go through everyone who's here. Eric. Hello, I am Eric, and today I am not playing Sten, the half-orc barbarian. Winter. I am Winter, and today I am not Sariel, the dwarven bard. Wait, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait, wait, accurate, no. But... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I am winter and today. Oh gosh, I'm not even on the painkillers. <laughs> I am winter and today I am not playing Sariel, the elf druid. Druid. And druids, though. Druids. Amanda. My name is Amanda. I play Amanda. Good job, human. Amanda. No, Amanda plays Galena, of course. I play Galena. Nice. Oh, it's someone who usually doesn't have to say their part. James. Hi, I am the collective unconscious of an entire world inside my own brain, James. Nice. That's I not mean, creepy at all. He's it's slightly not broken. wrong, though. And Molly is not joining us today because at the end of the previous episode, she broke her microphone. Yeah. That so was rough. she's like, Oof, I'm done for now, guys. But all right. So some of you might have noticed winter sounds different and needs painkillers. And need I need lots of painkillers. Actually, I don't really need the painkillers anymore, which is nice. Woohoo! Uh, over. The course of the last week, I had quite a few teeth removed, and I got braces. Yay for accomplishing long-standing life goals, but at least they're getting done. But the downside to that is that for a while, uh, I think our last episode, I was struggling to speak a little bit, and my voice will be a little bit different for probably the next couple months while I get used to this. It's going to be like this for years. It's the best. It's going to yeah. be like this for probably at least a year. Yeah, you just, once you have braces, and I think, I've, I've, have all of us had braces before? I actually have not. I have. What? This, this is wow. like, and you might want to cut this out. I don't know if this is too real, but this is some weird coming of age thing I'm realizing because where I grew up, economically, not, not a very pretty scene. So nobody really got braces. Nobody really went through this coming of age. They just kind of like, either have bad dental health or like took a bunch of mess and you know then teeth aren't a problem <laughs> uh, so this is this is just this really interesting uh thing for me that this is a process i'm going through and it's painful and it's a little bit scary at times and everyone's like no you're okay that's that's what happens mm. for a society that i don't feel has a proper coming of age ceremony for this for me, this is kind of what it what it is at like thirty. <laughs> That's pretty cool. I actually like that idea that the uh, the, the common American um, <laughs> upper middle class uh, ritual is to yeah. get your teeth straightened and have you know some orthodontal uh, torture. Yeah, you don't, gonna... you don't you don't go on a spirit journey and fight a bear in the forest. You just get your teeth removed and, and it, are it like, hurts. slowly tortured. <laughs> For a couple of years. Mine happened when I was graduating high school. It was pretty late for me because I was poor. But anyway, but you never had braces, Eric? No, I never did. I, wow. I don't think I need. I mean, like I probably like I'm guessing you really are. I the could chosen have had one. them. But I, don't, I mean, like my teeth aren't perfect, but like, yeah, I don't, I don't think they were. I also didn't have wisdom teeth. Like I just didn't have. No, them. see, you really are the chosen one. This is why <laughs> yeah, you unite the orcs. I think I'm the chosen one right. because my teeth are kind of yeah. okay without braces and i didn't have wisdom teeth that's <laughs> yeah. essentially being a savior mm -hmm. i knew a person who didn't have wisdom teeth and he would always brag about how he was like evolutionary superior to everyone else and i'm like shut the i do that too <laughs> no no i don't 
I'm very tempted to keep talking about wisdom teeth and, and evolution. But that's not quite this podcast. The stem back, back on track. But but let's 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 talk about what's happened in the episode we finished because this episode will go up after it, right, James? Yeah, I'm pretty sure cool. this will be go up after 16. So we all got to the Cold Forge, and Olo taught me bless. Right? Is that what he did? I'm going to abuse the hell out of that spell. Oh, my God. That was freaking awesome when he gave it to us. I can't believe that uh, James actually let you do that. He was uh, James told me I could do that. I didn't know I could uh, do that. He said, yeah, you can do that. I can't believe none of us thought to grill Galena for information before we're like, okay, bye. Information for what? (laughs) About the Cold Forge, because I rolled miserably on my, like, info roll. And we're like, I don't don't know. It's a place. People are about to get killed, whatever. One, one, I don't know if she would have known much about it because she, you know, ran off and did her own thing. And two, I doubt she would have been forthcoming with information. Also, you guys are going to be getting someone who's already gone through the Cold Forge. Well, hold on, hold on. We're not going to get there yet. Ah, spoilers. We'll get, later in. <laughs> we'll get to that later in. But yeah, tell, tell us about Glenna being 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 a big old jerk. How, how did that feel? What was that like? How did it feel being a jerk to everyone? Yeah. It was sort of fun, but I did feel kind of bad. Yeah, right? <laughs> like... I hoped you guys would understand that it was in character, mm-hmm. but it's also a really fun kind of playing an asshole sometimes. So it was entertaining. I felt like you rode that line well of being hammy enough to like let people know that it's not personal. Yeah. I mean, and kind of. Even if you hit Sten where it hurts. Really? I know. Yeah, you did. Like, they were all like private thoughts that Galena has like had in passing, but not seriously entertained. So it's it's not like, oh, she resents Sariel for being kind of the wise one. It's just like, she's wise. She like knows more than me, but then she took it to a whole nother level. It's like, she's definitely thought like, really, Sten? But then she's really like, that makes sense. Sten, Sten is kind of, kind of an idiot, but also like a honestly good person. So it makes sense that he would be a leader. And it's, and it's pretty she, obvious that Galena's talking talking bs because she even tried to talk garbage on eve and eve is just now come on <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> let's be real it's just, just you just, owl yeah I, no. that was the most harsh thing you dropped by far <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but that was fun but hey you mentioned earlier sten's the chosen one how about that i like how you all just believe what people tell you yeah. <laughs> come on it's true gotta be true in fairness if in real life i had a friend and that friend one day started to burst into flame and then an old drunken dude came from out of town and said he was the chosen one i would probably figure that's probably true because <laughs> i mean bursting right? into flame is super and, weird and i'm not saying it's dude. not true <laughs> hold on and but you gotta remember that old drunken dude taught him how to channel the flame so he must yes. know what he's talking about yes that's true and then yeah and he did some other crazy too and he just kind I of also, generally seems wise. Well, I mean, now you've now you've got me wondering, what is what do each of our characters think of this supposed Sten Chosen One prophecy? Um, I don't know. That's up to you. Now I'm imagining obviously I'm, I'm going to have us go through our characters. I mean, you, oh, you can't really yeah, say I feel foolish now. Eric, you first. What, what is what does Sten think about this? Well, I feel like that's about trying to be the Chieftain. Oh, I mean the Chieftain. Yes, I like Chieftain. I mean, I, I feel like it. It's relatively obvious that Sten is uh, blindsided by it and has no idea what he's doing. I mean, he, al- he alternates in. between the more, like, sort of psychotic version of Sten, who's, like, super into it, like, as a defense mechanism, but most of the time uh, terrified and looking to his friends for help. <laughs> I like that he's trying real hard. 
He's got a responsibility to the orcs that he knows so well. <laughs> yes. he's, met, he's met like one of them, and he seems nice. <laughs> what a, what about Glenna? Since Glenna has uh, strong feelings for Sten, what does she think about it? About, uh, she's like, on one hand, she's like, okay, this, this is a little weird. Like, I can see, I can see Olo's faith in Sten, and I, and I understand that it's founded. But this whole destiny thing, I'm not sure about that. And then on the other hand, she's like, that's hot. And then on the third <laughs> hand, she's like, this is intimidating. What if he does become like the leader of orcs? He's definitely not going to be interested that in like a like a little little teenage dwarf. But <laughs> then she's like, but I'm a badass rock star. So well, that's just going to motivate yeah. to want to be a rock star even more, right? Yeah, well, she is a rock star. <laughs> but more of a rock star. And then she gets Senpai's attention. Yeah, she's like, I... I will sing for all the orcs and they will be like, yes, you are queen dwarf goddess. <laughs> I, I imagine the orcs would, would enjoy rocking. Yeah. What does is, what is Sariel think, Winter? I think Sariel at the moment is just kind of taking things at face value, which seems like sort of an un like trait. But until she has more information, she's not going to be like, yeah, this is completely 100% legit. Or like, no, that's crazy pants. But she definitely likes Sten, and she likes Olo a lot. And anything we can do to kind of help Sten along, she's, she's, literally she's willing to. <laughs> she's willing to try help out with that. Especially since Sten seems so incredibly traumatized after like the last couple adventures. It's like, oh no, maybe, maybe he's maybe he's a savior, maybe he's not. But this Olo dude seems really good for him. So let's try to get those two some more quality time. Right. Hopefully, we don't end up having to murder a bunch of people and make it worse. I mean, we're probably going to end up having to murder some, or, at least, like, some people. <laughs> pro probably. That seems to be how things go. And as for Gij, uh, he actually doesn't even believe the prophecy. He is not a man of faith or religion, but he... Oh though, my god, you need to stop You are literally a cleric! A cleric. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like, I'm going like to take a, away your abilities. Oh like my a, gosh! Like would, you believe me, like, would you believe me if I said that just to get you going, James? Like, no. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> Gish doesn't believe so much that there's necessarily an actual true destined prophecy chosen one. That's okay. But but <laughs> it was it was at the part where Olo's like, well, yes, this this Grogo guy is uniting the tribes and they will then go wreck everyone's faces. And he's just like, hey, averting of the war, I'm on board. That's kind of all I needed. And Sten's a big old sweetheart who wants to befriend all the animals. If this guy can be the leader of the orcs, things are going to be okay. Basically, it's just the logistics of it. And she's like, yeah, yeah, it's worth a shot. Kind people with good advisors are usually the best leaders, in my opinion, out of character. Now, can I ask a terrible swords. question? What Sten's, what Sten's INT? What's, what Sten's intelligence? <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Why are you going to ask that? It's a nine, I believe. Yeah, it's a nine. Oh. Well, and then... And then Eric, mine is a five. Sten's going to be fine. He's going to be fine. <laughs> no, 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 no. Wait, sorry. Yeah, your modifier. Five? The actual number. Okay, the actual number. Yours is like a 20, right? 18. Uh, where is mine? Secretly opening my it's sheet. like in what? the bubble below the... You're not, not a five. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mine is a 14. Okay. See? I'm a 10. Ah, uh, we'll still I'm be okay. Normal. Anyway, and just so James has something to add to this, what's, what's, like, oh, does Olo believe this, like, 100%, like, he's all about this? Uh, I can't tell you that. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> Top secret things. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you guys can incite him later or something like that. <laughs> well, how about this then? How about this? And since I don't think he's going to pop up, what would Connor think? Would Connor believe it? 
I mean, I feel like if if Olo has like endured and still believes in Sten after all the shit he's seen Sten do, he's got to believe pretty hard. I don't know. He hasn't seen Sten like mess up at all. But but he's seen Sten act like an idiot a lot, especially when he was intimidating him or I- imitating him rather. Uh, I st- I think that that can be perceived as humility. Ah, uh, yes, humility. <laughs> Look, Sten, Sten, you're you're the anime protagonist. Where your character arc is that you are very bumbling, but you're very pure of heart. So it's yes. gonna work out in the end. Yes, yes, it's gonna be great. Power friendship, man. <laughs> but yeah, James, what what would what would Connor think? Would Connor be like? Would he be behind this? Connor's real gullible, so sure. <laughs> so he would 100 percent believe that Sten is the chosen one. Uh, I mean, I. It depends. We on told we told Connor that we murdered a king, and he still joined our party. I want Connor back. <laughs> no, I, we told Connor that someone we knew murdered a king, and they like became a bad guy. I mean, to be fair, that he was like in our party at the time he murdered him, pretty much. Connor Connor is 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 a good boy. He didn't do nothing, and he would have had a horse. Apparently, I, I retweeted know. the drawings uh, painful recently that you put up on Twitter.com. James. Oh yeah, nice. Could have had a Connor horse. And, I feel bad. Connor. We've we've cheated him out of a horse. We just should have pushed the poor boy into horrible, dangerous situations. Not just the horse, but the value of friendship. Think of the friendship he could have had by now. So the choice was either he dies or he gets greater friendship. I mean, I no. feel like that's the choice we present a lot of our the people we encounter with. <laughs> yes, I'm serious. Guys, get to that die. You either die or have <laughs> friendship. Was that James? I swear, guys, get that friendship bag from Sal. I I kind It'll of be worth really it. Want it. <laughs> is is the friendship bag just a bag of holding or it's like it's got like 10 minutes worth of air we're gonna put you in there and you can make you can make your decision <laughs> that's that's what i was originally imagining yes or the or <laughs> i was gonna say when sal gave me the heads up that my visions were coming back and you're like one of you was like oh it's pretty decent of him i'm like i kind of really want to get a friendship bag now and put sal in the friendship bag and then he's like not our enemy like hey sal thanks for the friendship bag now you're going in it my working theory for the friendship bag is it's basically like a black bag that you put over people's heads but it has like a smiley face on painted on the front (laughs) and it mind controls them (laughs) i like it so this this isn't like ethically i don't think you should feel good about the friendship bag (laughs) this this is like something we joke about it like in in the podcast a little bit but we we were talking to james like james this is too sad this is way too sad so it's like we've got this out-of-character spray bottle where it's just like, James, this is too sad. No, bad. Squirt, bad, squirt. James. You really need to uh, invest some pepper water to make it more effective. <laughs> well, no. And then we were having a conversation couples about it. It was about teeth, I think. And we just kind of realized that James's world is just actually, like, suffering and terrible. It's like, okay, no more squirt bottle. Now it's just that we roll you in a blanket so that there's a protective layer between us and you, and then we just hug it out. Just yeah, gonna hug it out, James. Him. We burrito blanket him and just give him love. Because gonna be okay, James. While James presents himself as a very normal young man, clearly there's like horrible, murky, oily darkness inside him, and he's like, <laughs> "This goes in D D. <laughs> this is a D D thing now." It's like, James, we love you. Come it's here. gonna let's, be okay, let James. Us, let us hold you. My life is all flowers and sunshine, and I need some darkness. <laughs> no. I don't, no, I don't know about that. I don't know if human. I believe that anymore. You're a human, and you suffer like everyone else. What are some other things that happened before we eventually get to the whole fate adventure? What are some other things that happened in the last episode or episode before that? I actually want to go into Iria, because that might seem a little out of the blue. We mentioned that like 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was I was gonna say that to later, but that makes sense because it might throw some folks off. Let's 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 talk about Iria. And that was uh, last episode. Yeah. So people who have been paying attention know Amanda used to play in my home game, and the character she always played was Iria. And that was her favorite character. And when she first joined the podcast, she was like, Can I play Iria? And I said, No, we yes. already have a rogue. Ooh. <laughs> And then Morgan left, so uh, <laughs> she felt especially cheated by this. Mm-hmm. And Though Galena's pretty fun. Yeah, I, I like I like that you love you like playing Galena. But I was thinking to myself, my story has a moment where it could definitely be a good excuse for you to come in and play another character for a hot minute. And mm-hmm. I don't know if I should sell you out about this, but uh, Amanda likes to write short stories about her characters doing other things. Mm-hmm. And she sent me one where like Galena and, and Iria meet and hang out for a little while. And I was like, this is cool. I guess they're friends in my game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know why you would say selling out because apparently that's something actors do like to better get into their character. They will either write short stories about the character that they're playing or even just, you know, sort of keep a journal as the character. Actually, so, so- I think that's pretty cool that you do that. Something that I, well, I consider myself more of a writer and that I like to play D&D to, in order to better understand characters and write about them. Well, okay. I mean, since we're talking about Iria, let's go through and see what everyone thinks they might think of Iria. And then you can tell us what you think Iria is going to think of each character. <laughs> uh, I'm going to I'm gonna cut this one off because I want that nope. to happen in game. Uh, okay. I want people to go into this kind of blind. Damn. <laughs> I'll just Sorry. say right now, but... Geej is going to like be so annoyed. I mean, he's just such a stick in the mud. More elves! Ah! Oh my god, these elves and their like needless mysteriousness. I mean, I don't know if Iria is particularly mysterious. She's not your typical elf. She's a rogue. I think mysteriousness is inherent. Mm, Yes. (laughs) Um, Even though she's what is it? Bright? What was it? Bright? Bright shadow. Bright shadow, which I think you should probably know. James doesn't want us to talk about this, the, our, <laughs> what our characters think, so we're not, we're not going to dig any deeper into that. The thing we can warn people about is that uh, Winter might be changing characters at the end of this arc. Do we want to talk about that, or do we want it to be a surprise? I'm comfortable with talking about it. I don't want it to, like, are we good with the Eerie conversation? Um, I guess we yeah, can't really go on. too much into it. Yeah, I think yeah. that was just, I guess I just wanted to get Galena's feelings about getting to play Eerie, and then we could jump to the, sorry. <laughs> Galena's feelings. Ah, not Glenna, sorry, Amanda. Before we change topics, just how does it feel that you get to play Iria and on Sometimes Heroes? I'm pretty excited because Iria is very different from Galena. At least I hope she will be because I, I mean, I'm assuming I'll just jump into her like I used to play her. But it's been a while since I've actually played her except for this one one shot where James was really drunk. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Under the bus. Yeah, it was really funny. It ended up with, um... Yeah, it was fun. Um, yeah, so I'm excited. She is like, uh, Galena is an introvert. Iria is not. She's a rogue and an elf, but she's not an introvert. And it will be fun interacting with all the other characters as Iria because it's different than Galena. So speaking of elven characters, something's going to happen with Sariel, right? I think at the end of this season Sariel will be taking a break as a character. Uh, I will continue on as a player, but I think I want to try something a little bit different. I'm not entirely sure what yet. 
I think everyone else is more excited for this than I am, honestly. Well, I'm just. Uh, <laughs> I'm. Sten is gonna be like lost. It better. Be oh someone, no! There needs to be someone like bookish and and wise for Sten to look up to. We might need to bring Connor back and, and maybe like a wise. <laughs> that would help. Oh, no. That would help. I am a little bit worried for the party dynamic. Not the player dynamic, but the party dynamic. Because I feel like if there's no one there to drop knowledge on people, they would just make a ton of uninformed decisions. Oh, no. And this is something that out of character we've kind of discussed, that uh, regardless of what what race or role I go with, that it would probably be a good idea for it to be someone who's able to do kind of knowledge-related things, Mm -hmm. be a rational head. Yeah, but I also don't want to force you into that role if you want to play some other kind of crazy character. I'm, I'm okay with playing that role. It's more like... Ariel, I feel like I'm I'm balancing balancing the sass and the reassurance, and I've I've joked a lot about wanting to play um no wanting to play a kinder no. yes <laughs> no yes and, do it. <laughs> no I've come around on this oh no oh no <laughs> uh, the way that would work in this world is is kinders are basically just halflings that are played in a specific Don't way. Don't put in the podcast because then he's gonna make it happen. Oh no! <laughs> make it happen! Make it happen! Uh, and I, I really do like the idea of playing a, a much more like youthful, impulsive creature. And because they are inquisitive, I feel like the way that would play out in character is like, hey guys, here are all the facts. What should we do? And then if the party waffles too long, it's just like, I'm going to do this. Bye. <laughs> well, I, um, I, think that. I guess with Sariel, you felt you're trying to get a balance. Like uh, she's more of a sort of restrained librarian type and you're trying to find a character to take a break with that's that's a little different something that you can kind of have a little bit of a palette cleanser yeah yeah and the other uh the other direction i'm considering going is instead of being like hey guys just being like a colossal asshole wait are you gonna do your anime Uh voice 100 percent of the time if i did kinder i would do the anime voice for in character and then just my normal voice out of character uh similarly if i do like there's been kind of joking talk of me doing a rogue, and it would probably be a male character, and I would try to do a slightly modified voice for that. And then Amanda was furious because him... she once again did not get to play the rogue. <laughs> well, no, <laughs> like we <laughs> just be just be just a little bit insufferable, but still be able to drop those knowledge rolls, and there would be kind of the character arc where they would eventually warm up and try to have a, a comrade in arms relationship with Gij and. I don't think that would be terrible. I do want to eventually come back to Sariel, but I feel like taking a break, having a palate cleanser, and then coming back to her actually might make it easier for me to play Sariel as a character. And I'm kind of excited about that, just because a lot of people, when they're like a little bit tired of a character, they will like throw them away or just throw them off a cliff or something. But I no. love the idea. That you, you Why would someone pl- do that? <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, people are capricious with their fictional characters sometimes but i like that you're you have planned that you're going to take a break with this and that lets me sort of plan the game around it and have something for sariel to do assuming she makes it that far yeah just sariel just like either goes back to the elves or maybe goes back to the library for a while like she spent spent like a hundred years there like i'm sure there are in-game reasons why she could go back and need to do research or just need to need to take a break from like the crazy Feywild drug trips it, it kind of <laughs> sounds like the elves would need her more I mean, I guess depending on how things fall out, because Sariel's kind of got an arc that's going on where it's like, your clan hates you, you filthy traitor, like, (laughs) that she's just not dealing with right now. Yeah, so you got to go back and smooth that out, or try to anyway. 
Ye. She didn't have to do nothing, but she did bring up something important, which is the uh, the crazy Feywild adventure that I got lot, uh, <laughs> lots of squirts for. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. You guys want to tell me your your thoughts and feelings on that one? <laughs> it broke Sten's mind, and then right after Hello? he pops out, they're like, gotta be king now. I feel bad because I know it was your attempt at like, okay... You know, we're gonna we're gonna have a, a fun, cute adventure, and then it was just like PTSD all around. <laughs> it felt so bad. So I okay, I brought that up in one episode, and I remember when I first told you, James, I was like, so the idea is that the idea behind Guige is that he's a soldier and he feels kind of broken and messed up, and he and maybe even suffering PTSD. But you know, we're not trying to reflect actual PTSD because it's a serious thing, so it's kind of fantasy style anyway. And I feel like you gave me a little bit of flack for it. And unwittingly, hey, look, now everyone has it. Congrats. Except for Eden, who just kind of seems to be rolling yeah. with it. Which makes yeah. sense because Chaos Wizard, I guess. No, I, well, like, I jokingly thought, well, you know, we can just drop a lightning bolt on someone and, like, reduce them to a pile of dust. It's a lot different for, like, Gij or Sten, who will stab someone in the heart or chop them in half and get sprayed in gore. I and think she's we're going like, to have to wait for Eden's opinion on how she feels about her <laughs> I, a god am I Fair, lightnings. fair. <laughs> well, there has been moments where Eden's like, oh, no, I don't I don't want to kill anyone. But she just does it with ridiculous power. Um, yes, quite, quite the But flair. yes, PTSD is happening. How do you feel about that, James? Before we get back to the Fate Adventure. Oh, I, I, I'm surprised that you thought I was giving you guff because I actually like that Gige. Gige's backstory gives him PTSD and that was like essential to building his character i felt mm. like but I, f- I do feel bad about giving everybody else ptsd <laughs> look james we're killing lots of people and seeing horrible unspeakable things it's kind of unavoidable unless he wants to be murder hobos i do not want you to be murder hobos there and you I, go. I, I definitely try to every single situation you get into there's a way to get out of it without horrible things happening or the, the friendship bag yeah friendship bag um that's pretty horrible i don't want to but i don't want to make it easy to do that Mm -hmm. often you guys are going into situations without the information you need to do that and sometimes it's just because i don't want it to be a world that's like folding out in front of you in a in a in a way that's convenient for you i don't want the information to always be like on the doorstep in front of the the bad guys like sometimes it's information that why would i need to know this but it's there like okay so and I try to actually, give, leave some clues like uh, sprinkled around. So that, that brings us back to the Fae Adventure thing. We'll, we'll each give our thoughts on it. But there was a character in the Autumn Twilight who apparently knew everything. And I remember you had made a remark to me about, you know, how, how we asked him questions. Mm-hmm. I did have some beef. Not, not beef, but I was just like, oh my gosh, I was so ready for like all these very challenging and like game-breaking questions to be asked this owl and then you guys like just like you're playing a video game walked up and it was like how do i beat the next boss how do i beat the boss after that how do i beat the boss after that and i was like jesus guys yes yes we could have completely destroyed the veil that hides our world but we just didn't bother We're like how, how yeah how do we do the next that one? was a scary situation though no it was it was high pressure and i wanted it to be high pressure but like I was still just amused, and there was a bunch of personal like questions that you guys could have asked, but you guys were like, "No, we're on task." Yeah, <laughs> which I thought was it's fine. Oh yeah, no, that would have been a great time for Geese to be like, "Hey, what's wrong with my brain?" But you know, exactly. he's, he's yeah, but he's no task. 
he's just going to try and put others before himself. He's not going to like squander this chance to to get vital information that will help with their with their task at hand. But yeah, so Ben Eric, just asked the question that they told him to ask. This is very, yeah, very about slowly it. and cautiously. Yes, it was scary. <laughs> I thought the role playing was strong, but. <laughs> And I feel like we've all been doing a pretty good job with role playing. So kudos to everybody. But yeah, what did what did you think, Eric, about the Fate Adventure? Other me than as it broke me? Sten, or as uh, like as me? Uh, just or your general as, thoughts. As yeah, your general Sten. thoughts as players. Oh, I mean, yeah. I liked it. I, it was interesting as Sten, just because he's not the type to like have a, like deep understanding of the world, and thus was like utterly confused by the concept of like the Feywild in general, and then there were illusions within the Feywild, which was particularly f-ed up, and then. And then it was just a series of like horrible critical failures of Sten Oof. and the Hesh's situation and just all sorts of embarrassing situations. So yeah, it was it was good times. But the uh, Hesh's fight was possibly my favorite fight in the Feywild. Yeah, no, I, it was very good, and and obviously still in, informing Sten's actions today. <laughs> I really like the I just like the thing I started doing where Sten just convinces himself of like completely false things just as a way of coping. Just like blatantly false things, like this is Hesh's head. It's a completely Look, different state. It was, it was a Feywild. It could be true. <laughs> but, well, even when we're outside the Feywild, yeah, it's probably him. It doesn't matter. It's it's, it's Feywild. <laughs> if and it's Feywild, the... it's probably true until Sariel tells us it's not. Yes, that's basically that, that is his philosophy. So this this arc is going to be like Den is this possible chieftain? We've got to fix his sword. Also, we have to repair his broken mind. That's that's what this arc is going to be. <laughs> Well, yeah, there was, luck, there, there was there was a moment where with with Odette, who was discussing with Keith that she felt he was broken, and he even said they're a good group of broken people. So yeah, no, broken. That's that's pretty accurate. As for myself and the Fade Adventure, hmm, I don't know. It's it's it's. I think I enjoyed it. I enjoyed that you got to be really whimsical, James, and that there were ridiculous talking animals. I enjoyed that. I feel like you were making a stronger show of, of silly voices or, or different, differentiating voices, which I appreciated. Yeah, I mean, I definitely tried. I was, I may just be incapable of making actual whimsy <laughs> rather than a veil of whimsy hiding nightmares. <laughs> but I, think it's, I think the issue is that actual whimsy, like just by nature, when you start involving like death, and like yeah, it's kind of lethal combat. It's sort of hard to have actual whimsy. I will say it never got dull, but it got frustrating. And then of course I just completely amped that up to eleven as Gij because Gij is like, oh god, fey nonsense, please no, I don't want this. But yeah, no, it's pretty interesting. I mean, I'm not complaining. I thought it was great, but it was definitely <laughs> traumatic. <laughs> All right, Winter, what did you think? Overall, I I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really cute. Um, when it wasn't busy being absolutely horrific. No, I don't know. I don't really have any like negative things to say about it other than I think we got kind of lost at times, but things still progressed pretty well. And what about you, Amanda? I like it when fairy stuff gets dark. And I also, I, I am so sorry you had to turn into a very emotional frog girl. You know what? It was fun. It was fun? Okay. <laughs> yeah. I love I was... that you ran with that. It was so good. <laughs> like, I, I was I... like, you don't have to do it. And she's like, no, I'm doing it. <laughs> Yeah, I I don't know. I felt like, I mean, it, it was obviously traumatizing for Galena, but that makes it interesting. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I wanted to know more about the... Uh, oh, the Dwarven yeah, King. Yeah, and I'm curious if the person who saw Galena thought she looked familiar because she was just a dwarf or because she looked like an ancestor or something. Mm. Or maybe it could have been like a magic reason. Like they were given visions or something. Like the little kid that we met 
today. At the time it happened, I was thinking it was just that she seems a little out of place, like just this dwarf teenager with us. Known prejudice as a player against bards, which are generally just, and I may get shanked for saying this, but <laughs> bards are hilarious. I love bards. No, yeah. Second it, only to druids. I thought you were going to say they were useless and I was getting ready to be upset, but then no. Oh, no. They're Mechanically, hilarious. Mecha- so like, I'm going to post a link here. <laughs> okay. To the EverQuest. Or is it? There's like this, it's like this old ass. Where is it? I can't find it. But there was some like EverQuest cover where there's like a, there's like this, you know, all the character classes like facing off against some dragon or some shit. And then there's like the bard who's like hanging back and like strumming on their instrument. And I just like trying to imagine that scene like actually playing out in my mind. I just imagine being like, get the f- off your ass. Like we're fighting here. Stop <laughs> playing the goddamn loot. I feel like 5e did a really good job of making bards cool and useful and not having just a I am playing a song as my turn that makes people slightly better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying anything mechanically. Um, and I mean, like, non-combat-wise. That Well, I mean, like, a lot of... It's actually more like in... um, It's more like in computer games that they're hilarious. When, like, when there's, like, the actual animations of them, like, strumming their, strumming their instrument while everyone else is fighting. It just looks ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> so how about we can ask James some questions? I, I have one about the Fate Adventure. And you present us with two paths. We could swing south around the pond, go by the owl tree and then the spider fields, or the fly fields. Mm-hmm. Or we could have gone north, where the geese lived. And I was thinking, man, I bet those geese were just like modified dragons. Were yep. they modified dragons? Oh Pretty my much. god, I knew it! Holy crap! We would have got ganked so hard, wouldn't we? Could they right. breathe fire? Well, no, I mean, they're oh, just no. geese. They're just, like... But they're it, dragon geese? Rules-wise, I took uh, an appropriately high CR creature and took away its specials. <laughs> but left it with That's its awesome. wing buffet ability. So it so could we like flap its wings at you and blow you all away and do lots of damage. Oh man, I could have had like a complex about geese for the rest of my Sten life. Yep, but that would have that one probably would have made more sense because geese are terrifying. Yeah, they're terrible. That's why geese like, yeah, you want me to go kill geese for some dinner? And you, you were like, huh? <laughs> um, I too like I making like, geese honks. So would we have ended up fighting like three nerf dragons at one time is that what would have happened hypothetically you could have snuck through but had you encountered a geese there probably would have been either a combat or a skills challenge to get away depending on what you try to do um i try not to be too ironclad with stuff i i want to let you guys build what you're going to do rather than saying if you go here this happens mm-hmm. okay that makes sense the geese weren't really going to be a problem unless you were near their eggs or were oh. like on the beach for too long Damn, now I kind of wish we'd gone that way. Well, that's where their eggs were. So that was what made that place dangerous, is that's where the geese were roosting. Does anyone else have questions for James about stuff that happened, whether in the Fade Adventure or just in the, in the recent episode? Yeah, did did that dwarf recognize her because she was related to someone that the dwarf knew? Uh, I'm going to pull something from another podcast and say, redacted, redacted, redacted. Uh, Man. I, can't, I can't tell you. <laughs> that is tearing her apart. She's asked that, that like twice in this podcast and then like you, twice in the game can we played. You ask him something that's not still going to happen. Hey, was the was she looking at the uh, Glenna just because she's a dwarf or because uh, she knew her? <laughs> <laughs> redacted or redacted? Also, um, also Odette, did, <laughs> why was she looking at Glenna curiously? I want to know. Oh, because uh, she's uh, Odette's kind of gal. Like, what? You just, you just look cool. Oh, she's like, wait. she was giving you the like, yeah, like we're both bad gals. Look at us. Oh, I see. We're tough girls. Yeah, tough girls. 
Yeah. We're going to wear leather jackets mm -hmm. and steal yeah. someone's chocolate milks. Pop my leather jacket collar and put on my sunglasses. <laughs> yep. And it's totally not for the reason that you guessed during the game, which James seemed to immediately oh. fall in love with. <laughs> yeah, I just, I'm, I get suspicious of, of, um, yeah. All right, Winner. Um. Do you, do you have a, do you have a question for James that we might be able to like coax answers out of him with? Uh, I don't really. I'm kind of bad at this. Wow. Uh, kind of bad at this being the best person at doing the Feywild thing, which is not being uh, tricked by any of my nonsense. I, I am I am glad that that worked out as well as it did. I do appreciate that you still doesn't seem to get like that Faye, they don't do like people do. <laughs> Look, I have a sword now that means they'll die if I stab them. So they do in some way like people do. I, fair. <laughs> fair. And that's what matters to Quiche for the most oh, part. Oh, jeez. People die when they are killed. Oh, man, I'm <laughs> sad we didn't get to keep the adorable, uh, like, like head Sinclair? guy. Um, what was, what'd you say? No, that's Sinclair. Sinclair, but him too. Um, what, was the, what was the rock Jeff guy? Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges. Jeff. Oh, Bridges. <laughs> I mean, called him Bridges. Dwayne Bridges. Dwayne what was Bridges. that accent, James? What was that accent from Bridges? Uh, heck. It was like Mr. Uh, Hanky, basically. Sounds like a, like a almost Southern to me it was like a twinge of southern with a very soft spoken like creepy voice is the only thing i thought <laughs> of it like i don't have good voices don't expect consistency out of me oh, no you, they're good you don't have to have good voices just just different ones i like I your voices like... that's sufficient speaking of which i need to do another uh, uh halfling herald soon oh there you go <laughs> practice my boston i i really wanted to take bridges with me and have him be my rock friend we he be wouldn't rock be buddies. your no. Yeah, no, he, I know. Well, he's a bad guy. He would try eating one of us. He just doesn't know why not to eat friends. Like Winter said, they don't they do not do like people do. So he's like, all right, here you go. You have a small rock, rock man body. Go be a horrible abomination. <laughs> he's possibly our friend next time we're in the Feywild. I think it's more likely that we'll find plethora of desiccated bodies because of him rather than him being our friend. Yeah, and then who will he owe for those delicious bodies he's eaten? Us. Mm. Oh, uh, speaking of your your horror at this Feywild adventure, I know uh, Amanda, you've you've listened to Pretend Wizards, right? Yeah, but I'm still like on episode 100. Oh, only episode 100. Eh? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I I very much enjoy their podcast, but their GM is so like they are dealing with Fey nonsense every single game. <laughs> yeah. Terrible. It's... Awful. I, and I, sometimes I can hear those players just like ready to snap. <laughs> <laughs> there are a couple of times where, because I have liked fairy tale story typings when I was a kid, I'm like, oh, that's totally this thing. I totally know that. Why isn't anybody else getting this? Why doesn't anybody else know? <laughs> oh, I mean, it's great. I love everything he makes. And yeah. I I wanted to do like a short fae thing just to make you guys hate it. <laughs> oh, short. Short, he says. <laughs> it's like he doesn't know who we are. A short thing. Uh -huh. Yeah, it didn't go as, as short <laughs> this, as I had hoped. <laughs> this season is only going to be 30 episodes one year try, later. Try try 45 episodes, James, at least. Aww. Yeah, when I was, it's it's not it's not uh, produced, but I, I'm running a game that James and some others play in. And when I was trying to sort of have a better understanding of the Shadowfell and the Astral Plane and, and the Feywild, as I was reading through the Feywild, I'm like, yeah, they're not going to go there. That's not a thing. That's not going to be a thing I really even bother with the fate just oh geez i'm not feeling it 
this this fey nonsense i absolutely had to give you a guide like right as you went into the fey wild because i didn't want anything to be like completely without context that's why i had to give you uh sinclair right as you dropped in and then once you yeah. left you got like your sprite friends hey remember how, right that next remember how when we shrank down um and the mushrooms were big and immediately everyone was like this is gonna be the best adventure ever oh yeah <laughs> and then it was horrible and one of them died i i uh I, that fight still haunts me <laughs> look because i was like i can't do i can't like i can't think of a reason why this wouldn't happen you were trying to rules lawyer yourself into saving a mushroom weren't you i was i was like please be okay <laughs> And then it's like, no. Hey, I think we're lucky we only lost one. Well, yeah, because I started doing Spare the Dying. Indeed. Is that why you gave me the inspiration, James? You're like, oh, thank you, Mark, for trying to save the mushrooms. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit you with a question, James. Uh, a question that you can answer multiple times. Was there something that each of us did that surprised you, that you didn't anticipate? Because uh... I love asking this question. I mean, absolutely. There's always things that you do that I don't expect. Or maybe something not necessarily that surprised you, but like you would never you would not have expected us to do it. Like you're like, wow, I didn't think of doing that. Or we did something extremely effectively and you're like, damn, they went through that in no time. One thing that I was pleased about, I wasn't like super surprised, but speaking of the mushrooms, like up until that last moment, you did such a good job of keeping the mushrooms out of the line of fire. And I was like up until that point, I was like, this is so good. Like, I don't have to worry about these mushrooms dying. They just get to be cute and cool. Uh, I did not expect Gij to catch on quite so quickly to the illusion ball. Yeah. But I I actually did something like meta to try to clue you into it. Because the, the game before that, you're like, I equip my cloak of shadow step where I can only use it when it's dark. And then I, the next thing I did was shine a spotlight on you. And you're like, where the hell is that coming from? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and also it's like really you expect Gij not to know much about visions and how the world's supposed to look come on now this is something he's always dealing with i suppose i'm i'm blanking pretty hard right now but there are just a bunch of random things that i oh when you guys looked at the scarecrows didn't expect that to happen uh um, yeah who was it who looked at them no shut up well i looked <laughs> they didn't catch me but then i just warned people that they were gross and that was apparently a problem. So wait, <laughs> so what was the deal with the scarecrows, James? Remind me, like I, because like oddly enough, I feel like I was so in character that even though Sten, you described them, what Sten saw, I think I just like sort of blocked him out because I'm like, I didn't see those, I didn't see scarecrows, I didn't see those. Run, run, run. So they were people who had wandered into his pumpkin patch, and he had made them scarecrows. Who's he? Uh, the greater fae of that region. Oh, okay. And so they're like. <laughs> constantly starving to death oh i like how you thought we wouldn't look well like <laughs> i understand the impulse to think we would follow directions <laughs> but at some point you have to learn well the thing is i didn't expect you guys to be like oh yeah i'll look <laughs> i thought i thought you might be like I'm, i'll sneak a peek or something like well that. i did sneak a peek i did i successfully yeah. snuck a peek and then i, I told people about it I forgot about the not talking thing. Well, it was specifically that you insulted them. You said they were gross. Oh yeah. Oh, interesting. I didn't realize that. I didn't think they. I. I, I didn't realize they. Uh, oh yeah. And then cared. also, Daisy was a shit. So like at first we kind of didn't want to follow her directions. I... <laughs> James is like, why was she a shit? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I am curious because I know that like she was 
well, she was officious okay. and she's like i'm in charge because i'm from the my ranking officer here <laughs> i just popped out of living nightmare and my best friend was killed oh that's true and then there's this little tiny thing being bossy <laughs> i mean yeah at no, I, best, I was like this is just weird and i'm just gonna let it happen things are just kind of insufferable in general my favorite thing about my whole plan with that was that I was like, I'm going to have this person be proven right and right again and right again before you guys get to the, the bridge with the riddle. And then she's going to mm-hmm. tell you the answer and you're not going to believe her. Yeah, no, that happened. That's accurate. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, ha Look, look, look. All I'm saying is if our lives were ever threatened by pixies, it would be relatively easier for Gige to fight and kill a pixie. That is morally because pixies kind of suck. They're kind of obnoxious. I'm sorry. They are obnoxious, but they've done nothing but help you. <laughs> I suppose that's now I feel really, bad. really, James? Have they really? <laughs> yes. They have that's suffered debatable. losses helping you. Oh, I'm the really bunny excited. Lived, right? And what about Spots? Oh, no, the bunny died. not our loss? Spots, spots is your loss. It's true. In my head, canon Munchie, the pixie man's bunny, mm-hmm. eventually found the remains of Spots, and Spots grew into a new mushroom. Oh, for and they, sure. And they became Snuffles and Truffles. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. That's canon. Good. That's amazing. There you go, Eric. (laughs) And I'm I'm pretty sure that just makes you feel better about spots dying, doesn't it, James? My ballad is prophetic. Mm -hmm. Uh, Um, Oh, it's because you sung the ballad in the Feywild. It became true there. Oh! And then that f***ing squirrel stole it from me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hey, you know what? Don't worry. We inadvertently killed her because we destroyed that dimension. We destroyed that world. She's Unless just Sal true. took his uh, his favorite pet with him. Ew. That is kind of gross. His favorite okay. comrade with him. How about that? His favorite hey, employee. Okay. Um. Well, I guess we kind of talked about everything. If you guys just want to shoot the breeze, I guess. I, I, I don't really... I mean, we talked about Sario leaving. Oh, I have an we idea. About, sure. Uh, I can go into a short rules corner, which is me explaining the times that I super messed up and the times that I, no, messed, messed, up, up. Uh, that I messed up on purpose. Yeah, go Do for it. it. I, I know that I've mentioned it in the past, but I appreciate so much that like, even though the spell doesn't work that way at all, that you let me be a talking cat. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, <laughs> if you can explain to me why something is cool, and especially if you can temper it with like, here's how it's cool and here's how it actually diminishes my resources... I'm way more likely to be cool with it. So this is only one thing that I recently remember. I I mess up all the time, but this is one thing that I wanted to bring up is that when Gige was using Commander Strike and I was like, oh yeah, I Mm -hmm. guess it does work on lightning because it's a reaction attack. It's one of those things that I want to bring to everybody's attention is that it's when you're playing with a GM, often they are very rules, like they know most of the rules, but they don't actually remember all of them. And you need to know your own character really well. And so when, when Mark was reading his ability, he said it grants an attack, which is true but he missed a word which is grants a weapon attack oh yeah there you go which changes Mm -hmm. the entire meaning and so like in that moment i ruled something because i was worrying about eden's abilities and her like subset of feet and you know it messed up it's fine i'm cool with it like and that's another thing is when you mess up just roll past it's better to make a quick ruling than it is to dig open the rules and like dig through them for half an hour pacing Mm -hmm. is important some things that I did that people who know the rules will be like, that's wrong, which they should do because, you know, what's why listen to a podcast if you can't be judgmental? <laughs> <laughs> so 
So when Gige was being attacked and he readied an attack, so he's like, when this bear gets close to me, I'm going to hit it with my attack. I feel like if somebody readies an action, they should get the full effect of that action. I know that the rules say that reaction attacks do not get multi-attack, but I think it should. Whereas like if you're doing something on while flying by the seat of your pants, like an opportunity attack, you just get one. But if you're doing your full attack action to ready an action, like you should be able to do the whole thing because it feels like you're being cheated when you don't. And I've ironed out those uh, that too many cooks in the kitchen rule. And oh yeah, I saw that. I'm going to say that whenever you're making an, an intelligence roll, which is like, we all want to roll history on this. The idea that if more than two people roll on it, which may be worth it. If anybody crit fails on it, nobody knows because everybody's spouting contradictory information and no one knows who's is right. And it kind so of annoys you... me, but I can see that makes sense. And so I feel I feel like that's fair that like two people yeah, can do sense. it. And then one can be like, no, this is what's actually going on. Or you're not like, sure. Yeah. But if you get a crit fail and a crit success, it just like depends on everybody else's roles. But I, I feel like it's a thing that just kind of wastes time is when someone's like, I'm going to roll history on that. And then they fail. And then the next person's like, well, I'm going right, to roll history yeah. on that until somebody succeeds. And this way it just like, hopefully will narrow down the pool of people who are like, sorry, I'll need and are going to roll history, see what's up. And then if they fail, like more people can start doing it if they want to. But then if anybody critical fails, nobody knows anything. So I can't yeah, sense to me. I had a rules question for you, James. Mm -hmm. Explain disengage. Because in, in preparing for the game that I've been running, I didn't quite realize disengage was an option. Disengage is a full action for most people, except for rogues who get disengage as a bonus action. Mm -hmm. Or I think monks. Also, you can take the mobile feat, which Sten has, which means when he hits people, when he makes an attack yeah, on somebody, he is also disengaging. I look forward to using that to great effect and zipping around like an idiot. Mobile I'm also going to play it as though I'm doing stupid things. <laughs> like moving around from enemy to enemy even when it's not particularly advantageous sweet so exp explain it then because i think it's actually something we could benefit as players to better understand right so if you're engaged with somebody means you're within five feet of anybody with a weapon mm -hmm. who has something they can make an attack with so with like a bear it, their weapon is their teeth you if you move away from them without defending yourself which is what the disengage action is you get attacked and so what you say is i'm going to move away from them without getting attacked because i'm like pushing them first or defending my, myself with a sword or like covering myself with a shield but you have to spend your action doing that to get away clean yeah uh, and that's disengage and like rogues like iria who's just about to come in here can make a disengage as a bonus action because one of the things that's great about rogues is they get to just scoot around the field and not get tied down. So for for those of you playing, and for us really, if you're ever fighting someone and you don't want to fight them and you want to get the heck away because maybe you're all banged up, just use your full action to disengage from the fight. And yeah, and then your movement won't provoke opportunity of attack. Yeah, and it's not always a good idea either. It's sometimes you'll disengage and move away, but that person doesn't have any reason to not just move with you right. on their next turn. So you have to have, sometimes it's better to just stay stuck in because you know that you're going to end up wasting that move because, you know, Sten isn't already next to them. So if they move away, they get hit. Anyway, there's a whole like mess of uh, tactics and that sort of things in D&D &D, and, and they've reduced it a lot from fourth edition, but it's still there. 
and I like it. It's fun. It lets you play a little mini game where you're fighting and there's a lot more role playing. And I really like it when people describe what they're trying to do, because if it's smart and it makes sense, I like giving advantage. Hey, so James, mm-hmm. do I have Bloss now? Yeah. Nice. And do I have the poison mushroom infern? Oh, yes. So you were traveling for a couple of days. I'm going to say that you guys can definitely spend the money to stabilize it because Sariel has an herbalism kit. Right. You could have helped me with the poisons. I didn't have to. All right, cool. And basically what she's going to be doing with that is spending gold. But mm. what she's actually doing is spending herbs that she will have to replenish in town later for gold. Right, right. Okay. Yeah. So once again, it's like Galena's, it's like yeah. Galena's medicine bags. Anyway, that's it for Rules Corner. Sorry for boring you with all the rules nonsense. If you email us at sometimesheroespod at gmail.com, I will address your complaint as as to how I am not following the rules (laughs) in the next Rules Corner. (laughs) Sometimes rules are dumb. Dungeon Maverick DM. Ooh, I like like it. (laughs) Feels so fancy. Man, I would be, I am so much more of a Maverick as a DM than you, James. Oh, yeah. So God, God help, if I was to ever run a game, I cannot imagine what sort of email I would get. <gasps> can you run Our us a game? DM. Are yes, you actually asking? Yes. Yeah, can you, like... Can... I've definitely been thinking about it, yeah. Can like, we that's have, like, that's a couple of one-shots do. where we do, like, oh, Mark as a DM and yeah, Eric as a DM? That'd be dope. And then, then we can have Iria back and James's wizard dude and... and oh, <laughs> wait, Tad? Oh, but that would be the best. Tad Weedly! <laughs> Tad Tad Weedley is the name of the character that James plays in my game. (laughs) I love it. It's my favorite voice to do. All right. So I guess that's all for this out of character episode. Thanks everyone for tuning in. Well, I mean, it's not really tuning in, is it? Because it just, thanks everyone for listening. Um, (laughs) They all understand. And come back for Iria. Yes. Come, come back and listen to Iria drive up the wall. Yeah. Perfect. (laughs) But thank you, everyone. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And tune in. I did it again. And uh, please follow us next week when we will continue playing the normal game. Bye. Good night. Bye. Bye. See you next time.